0: Well, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the End Times Podcast. Oh, do I have an episode for you guys today. We've got a prophecy watch um, as of right now, um, what's going on in Israel right now, as well as we've got our um, Easter Sunday episode. Um, I'm doing this the day before Easter, but we're going to have our Easter weekend episode today, but we're going to get started with the um, prophecy update. Um, so before I go ahead and transition into that, just want to say we are so happy that you are here. Um, if you guys are new here, welcome. Please stick um, all the way through the end um, to listen through exactly every single thing I have to say. I know a lot of you guys come on here for the prophecy and for the end time events kind of stuff, but we're gonna have a great episode for you guys today. It's gonna be about Christ. He is risen. Amen. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, roll the the ad, and we'll jump right in to the prophecy watch. All right, everybody, let's roll right into this. So, those of y'all that don't know what is going on in Israel right now, let me go ahead and uh, let me pull up an article here. If you guys have not seen what is going on in Israel, um, you must be living underneath a rock. Because let me tell you guys, um, Israel is being bombarded with missiles, riots, things like that. I went into work on Tuesday morning, and throughout that entire shift, I was receiving. Um, alerts of israel either riot alerts um, sirens going off in different parts of israel the gaza strip being blown up northern israel being shot at by rockets i mean it is crazy and here's this headline that i got about an hour and a half ago and it says rockets have now been fired at israel from syria the israeli military says or said saturday that three rockets were launched from Syria toward Israeli territory, a rare attack from the country's northern eastern neighbor that comes after days of escalating violence um, on multiple fronts. According to the AP, there was no immediate claim of responsibility for the rocket launches, which caused no damage or casualties. Only one rocket managed to cross into Israeli territory and landed in in a field in the Israeli-annexed Golan Heights, the Israeli military said. Fragments of another <clears throat> destroyed missile fell into Jordan, Jordan, Jordanian Jordan territory near Syria, the near the Syrian border. Jordan's military reported in Syria an advisor to President Bashar Assad described the rocket strikes as part of the previous present and continuing response to the brutal enemy. Uh, and it continues here in the occupied West Bank, Israeli security forces. Fatally shot 20 year old Palestinian in the town of Azun. Uh, Palestinian health officials said stirring protests in the area. The Israeli military said troops fired at Palestinians, hurling stones and explosive devices. The Palestinian Health Ministry identified the Palestinian killed as Ayid Salam or Salim. Uh, his death came at a time of unusually heightened violence in the West Bank. Over 90 Palestinians have been killed by Israeli fire. This year, Um, at least half of them affiliated with militant groups, according to a tally by the Associated Press. Uh, Palestinian attacks on Israelis have killed 19 people in the last time, uh, or in that time, including on Friday, two British Israelis shot shot to death near a settlement in the Jordan Valley, and an Italian tourist uh, killed by suspected car ramming in Tel Aviv. Uh, all but one were civilians. Um, So then it continues to go on and talk about the rocket fire that we have been seeing going on in Israel. It says the rocket fire from Syria comes against the backdrop of soaring Israeli-Palestinian tensions touch off um, by Israeli police raid on Jerusalem's most sensitive site, the sacred compound home to the Al-Aqasa Mosque. That outraged Palestinians marked the holy fasting month of Ramadan and prompted militants in Lebanon, as well as Palestinian militants in the Gaza Strip uh, to fire a heavy barrage of rockets into Israel. In retaliation, Israeli warplanes struck sites allegedly linked to the Palestinian militant groups, Hamas and Gaza and southern southern Lebanon. Late Saturday, tensions ran higher in Jerusalem as a few hundred Palestinian worshippers barricaded themselves in the mosque which sits on a hilltop in the heart of jerusalem's old city sacred to both muslims and jews israeli police efforts to evict the worshipers locked in the mosque overnight with stockpiled firecrackers and stones spiraled into unrest in the holy site the holy site earlier this week so there's a lot going on in israel right now and with that being said um this is no this shouldn't be any surprise to us. If you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, this what is going on in Israel should be no surprise to um any single one of us. And um if you guys are new, I'm going to explain why this is so significant. Um not only I actually did reach out to my dad today um and ask him what I basically asked him what the heck is going on in Israel. And he said a lot of things are going on, and it's always around this time of year when you have so many different religions with the holidays around the same time. So yeah, we've got we've got Easter with us Christians, we've got um, Passover with the Jews, and we've got Ramadan with the Muslims. So three of the major religions that are in the world, but not only in the world, that are in that middle part toward Israel are all clashing. And we already know that there is a huge clashing between the Jews and the Pas- Palestinians, the Israelis and the Palestinians in Israel, because the Palestinians want their homeland back. They want the, they they want they think Israel is their homeland, um, but it's not. It it really isn't. Um, and what the reason why I found this so interesting, especially today, that uh, Syria decided to shoot rockets into um, Israel, is um, is because there's a prophecy in Isaiah talking about the destruction of Damascus. Um, Damascus is the capital of Syria Um, and it hasn't been destroyed yet because if it had been destroyed, you know, there wouldn't be um, Damascus as the capital of Syria. So um, I believe that at some point uh, Israel is going to retaliate so hard that it will destroy Damascus. Now, I'm going to read a verse out of 1 Thessalonians here um, that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 And it says, now, brothers, about dates and times, we not need to write to you for, you know, very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night while people are saying peace and safety, okay, peace and safety, sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. So Kyle, what, what, what the heck are you talking about? Okay. So this belief that when they're, when they're saying, when they're calling for peace and safety, peace and safety, sudden destruction come upon them, there's going to be a time where Israel is thriving without walls. There's going to be a time where Israel is thriving, does not have defense, their defenses are hopeless, and that's because they have called for that peace and safety. So the tensions kind of went down, and so during this time, when they're, when they're calming down, this peace and safety that's going on, Sudden destruction will come upon Damascus, Syria. And I believe that that is very, very, very soon. So um, if we move, if we keep moving on with that same topic of talking about um, peace and safety, peace and safety, and um, talking about um, what is to happen, um, it's all here in Ezekiel chapter 38. Let me get a drink of my water real quick. So what I believe is what's going to happen is it's going to happen destruction of Damascus, Gog and Magog. I believe that's what's going to happen. So in chapter 38 of Ezekiel, uh, it says this. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog and the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. Prophecy against him. And say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against you, O God, chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. I will turn you around and put hooks in your jaws and bring you out with your whole army, your horses, your horsemen fully armed, and a great horde with large and small shields, all of them brandishing their swords. Persia, Kush, and Put will be with them. These are all the surrounding nations. So you've got Persia, which is modern-day Turkey. Um, Kush is, I believe, Lebanon or Syria. Either way, it's going to be Lebanon, Turkey, uh, Syria, and Russia. And I believe there's one more in the mix there. Um, And then it says this, um, And Put will be with them, all with shields and helmets, also Gomer with all its troops, and Beth Tarma, uh, Tarma from the far north. With all its troops, the many nations with you. Get ready, be prepared, and you uh, prepared, you and all the hordes gathered about you, and take command of them. After many days, you will be called to arms. In future years, you will invade a land that has recovered from war, whose people were gathered from many nations to the mountains of Israel. So, this is talking about the people. That is going to come against Israel. It says, "After many days, you will be called to arms. In future, future years, you will invade a land that has recovered from war. What's going on right now? There's kind of like a civil war going on over there. Whose people were gathered from many nations? Okay, there's a prophecy that all the Jews will be gathered into their nation, uh, back into their nation, to the mountains of Israel, which had been long desolate." They had been brought out from the nations, and now all of them live in safety. There's that word, safety, again. You and all your troops and the many nations with you will go up, advancing like a storm. You will be like a cloud covering the land. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. On that day, thoughts will come in your mind, and you will will devise an evil scheme. You will say, I will invade a land of unwalled villages. I will attack a peaceful and unsuspecting people, all of them living without walls and without gates and bars. I will plunder and loot and turn my hands against their re- resettled ruins and the people gathered from nations rich in livestock and goods living at the center of the land. Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarnish or Tarshish Um, all and all her villages will say to you, have you come to plunder? Have you gathered your hordes to loot, to carry off silver and gold, to take livestock and goods and to seize much plunder? Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to Gog, this is what the sovereign Lord says. In that day when my people Israel are living in safety, you will not take notice of it. Or will you not take notice of it? You will come from your place in the far north <clears throat> russia um sorry sorry about that guys um let's see um in the far north you and many nations with you all of them riding on horses a great horde a mighty army you will advance against my people israel like a cloud that covers the land in days to come O god i will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I show myself holy through you before their eyes. So what keeps on going here is that God intervenes in this war against Israel and completely wipes out all these nations that are coming against Israel. Now here's something, I'm going to go on a little rant here. I'm going to go on a little rant. Something that's been really on my mind lately and it's really been aggravating me is the fact that there's so many people who do not love Israel, especially um, there are some Christians who do not love Israel. There is countries that do not love Israel. America is becoming one of those countries who is now forgetting who Israel is. In this battle of Ezekiel chapter 38, the Gog and Magog battle, there is no other countries coming to the aid of Israel. Israel will be all alone during this time of battle, during this time of war. And let me tell you, as a Christian, we are called to love Israel. We are called to be for and pro-Israel. The reason why is because when we become Christian, when we become a follower, and a disciple of Jesus Christ, we belong to the nation of Israel. We become a part of that genealogy. We become a part of that nation. And if you don't believe me, and you don't think, well, Israel is another country, I live in America, I live wherever, why do we need to love Israel? Let me tell you exactly why we are to love Israel. If we go over to Numbers chapter 24, talking about Israel here in verse nine, it says like, it says this like a lion, they crouch and lie down like a lioness who dares to rouse them. Many those who bless you talking about Israel be blessed. And those who curse you be cursed. He is talking about Israel here. And, And if you don't believe me, I'll read this whole thing because, um, It says this in the the very first verse. Now, when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not resort to sorcery at the other times, but turned his face toward the desert. When Balaam looked and saw, uh, looked out and saw Israel encamped tribe by tribe, the spirit of God came upon him and he uttered his oracle. And then there's an oracle that says the oracle of Balaam, son of Beor, the oracle of one whose eye sees clearly the oracle of one who hears the word of God, who sees a vision from the almighty, who falls prostrate and whose eyes are opened. How beautiful are you, your tents, O Jacob, your dwelling places, O Israel. Like valleys, they spread out like gardens beside a river, like aloes planted by the Lord. The cedars beside the waters, the water or water will flow from their buckets. Their seed will have abundant water. Their king will gather greater and than a gag. <clears throat> their kingdom will be exalted. God brought them out of Egypt when they have the strength of a wild ox They devour hostile nations and break their bones in pieces with their arrows. They pierce them like a lion. They crouch and lie down like a lonely, uh, like a lioness who dares to rouse them. May those who bless you, Israel be blessed. And those who curse you, Israel be cursed. (coughs) Now take that. If you will, if you're a Christian that is saying, Oh, well, they killed my Messiah. These Jews that are alive today are not the same Jews that killed Christ. They're not. Let's go back to the Ten Commandments love thy neighbor. Yes, the Jews killed Christ, but they that's our roots. Our roots is Judaism. We came from Judaism. So, with that being said, we are called to love Jews. We are called to be pro-Israel. As Christians, we are called to do this. Is it surprising me that America has so many people that hate Israel? No, because there's so many people in America that hate Christians. There's so many people in America that hate Jews. It's not surprising to me at all. We should not be surprised. We should not be surprised at all. But we as Christians are called to love Israel. Be pro-Israel. Support Israel. Pray for Israel. Be concerned of what's going on in Israel. Because what's going on in Israel. Tells us exactly where we are. In the prof- prophetic timeline. Okay. Alright. We're going to move on to our next segment here. We're going to get into the Easter segment. I'm so excited for this, guys. Um, And let's go ahead and get rolling. All right. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be in Matthew 27, verse 27. Give you all a moment to get there. Here we go. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the uh, paredatorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers round him they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head they put a staff in his right hand and knelt in front of him and mocked him hail king Je- hail king of the jews they said they spit on him and took the staff and struck him in the head again and again after they mocked him they took off the robe and put on, or put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon. They forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but to, after tasting it, he refused to drink it. You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the son of God. In the same way, the chief priests and teachers of law and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the robbers who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. Guys, this part where they were testing him by saying, if you are truly the son of God, just, just come off that cross, save yourself. What happened in the temptation? When Christ was being tempted by the devil, Satan did the exact same thing. Hurl yourself off the side of this mountain. Surely, if you are the son of God, he won't let you die. And Christ answered him back, for it is written, do not test the Lord your God. Moving on, verse 45. From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness came. All over the land. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine, vinegar, put it on a stick, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At this moment, the curtain of the temple was torn into from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks split. The tombs broke open and the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs, and after Jesus' resurrection, they came into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. Many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Armathea, named Joseph, who had had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the mother, uh, and the other Mary were sitting there opposite of the tomb. The next day, the one <clears throat> the one after Preparation Day, the chief priests. And the Pharisees went to Pilate, sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that the, that the deceiver said after the three days, I will rise again. So give the order from the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell people that he has been raised from the dead. The last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go make him go make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. <clears throat> After the Sabbath at dawn, the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and other Mary went to go look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb rolled back the stone and sat on it his appearance was like light was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow the guards were so afraid of him they shook and became like a dead man the angel said to the woman do not be afraid for i know that you're looking for jesus who was crucified he is not here he has risen just as he said come and see the place where that where he lay then go quickly and tell all of his disciples. He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you to, into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the woman hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, collapsed at his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers. "'Go to Galilee. There they will see me.'" While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, "'You are to say his disciples came during the night and stole him away while while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him.'" and keep you out of trouble. So the shol- so the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story had been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nation, all nations, baptizing him in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you, always to the very end of the age. Wow, guys, I mean, he is risen. He was not in that tomb that day. Mary Magdalene and other Mary went out there. He was not there. He appeared. To them. He appeared to 40 different people. 40 different groups of people. And let me tell you guys. There are going to be people that doubt. There are going to be people that mock. And ridicule. And say all these things. But that was prophesied it would happen. That was prophesied. That God. God's children would be mocked and ridiculed for their faith in Christ. Guys, this season is a hopeful and joyful season and a reminder that God is good and that Christ is alive. He has risen and He walked out of that tomb. Guys, I love you guys so much. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope you guys have a great and blessed Easter. Um, if you guys are new to the podcast, please, please, please go ahead and keep on listening. Go back to other episodes. Um, go ahead and, um, just share this with people that you think that it needs to be heard. Um, there are many churches that are not preaching the things that I'm talking about. So, I, I would really I really appreciate the support. Um, I'm doing this for my own um, love for it. I, I love preaching. It's something that I want to do. I want to have my own church when I'm older. Um, and so I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to share. And guys, have a great Easter.